Testing, testing one, two, three. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel one day at a time. This is my 51st day on the water, and I, uh, I spent the first hour or so of my day in the same place I ended yesterday. Uh, I hiked back up the slope, up that western slope, up to that clearing. Sigil, ring in hand, up to that stump throne chair thing that had been carved out. Still untouched, and this was fairly early in the morning. Uh, it rained as I was hiking up there, not too hard, but... I got up to the clearing right as the rain had ended, and, you know, this is the only area in the entire rainforest that I've been in so far that doesn't have trees all over it, doesn't have canopy, doesn't have leaves blocking the sky and the sunlight, and I got up there, and I was expecting it to be soaked. Because these rains, while they haven't been torrential on the ground, they're incredibly loud. And just judging from the volume of water that comes sort of snaking down the trees, it's a lot of rain. So I was expecting this to be an area covered in rain, uh, covered in water, muddy and all of that. And most of it was, but somehow... That stump is untouched, and uh, it's not clear why, but uh, I went and sat, same as yesterday, and when I uh, approached it yesterday, there had been that coil of that thin vine that was snaking in a coil out, one end hanging loose, the other end going into the trunk, uh, and that it appeared, I thought, when I pushed that sigil on my, uh, on the arm of the seat, right, when I connected it with my, the ring I have, that has the same sigil, that concentric circle type of symbol, and, uh, so I inspected the trunk when I approached looking for that, uh, that coil, and it wasn't there until I sat and I put the ring, the sigil, against the sigils together. And, uh, there was that same little bit of rumble and that, that chamber in the arm on the left side opened up again where I had found the hook with the handle yesterday, and there was another hook, so I felt less bad about taking the first one, and that coil had appeared again on the outside of the, on the outside of the chair, and I, uh, I, I began unwrapping it, right, I, I picked it up off of the little fork of branch or whatever that was holding it there, 
unwrapped it and rewrapped it several feet, probably easily, 20 feet of this, of this vine. And as I'm, I pull it up uh, from where it's fixed there and where that other end recedes into the wood, more spooled out uh, as though it was almost as if it was growing as I was pulling it, growing unnaturally fast because it was coming out so easily, almost, you know, I mean, it was like pulling a string through a piece of cloth, right? Just fluid motion, but it didn't end. Uh, I mean, eventually I had probably 50 feet, and I just kept coiling it, and uh, uh, kept coming, so I figured there's a good supply of everything here, whatever this place is. So I'll take what I've got, and I pulled out my knife and cut it off, and uh, uh, coiled that 50 or so feet, and put that in my pack, left the second hook there, and headed back down, uh, back down the slope, using those thicker, thicker vines as handholds and stuff. This, this, um, this finer, thinner vine is effectively just a shrunken version of those large ones. That same sort of smooth, but, um, you know, less textured, less, um, less geometric bark, but still rough to the touch, right? Not, it's not plant life, it's not like a, well it is plant life, but it's not like um, a stem or a leaf that's very smooth and, um, I don't know the right terminology, it, it doesn't seem like it's living material, it seems like it has an outer shell, right, um, and as I was going down the slope I snapped one of the larger ones, one of those fists in diameter sized fine, snap it in half, and inside it was green, green plant life, with rings almost of uh, where it had grown, and when I cut off the, pulled out the cut one, and where I had cut off that vine, it had the same green interior, less rings obviously, but it's like it's some sort of uh, I mean, they're clearly the same thing, but uh, I don't know how that stump is growing more and more. I headed back to the uh, back to the pin and kept sailing. And uh, as I was sailing, hit a long, long, straight, easy stretch of water. You know, storms are hitting. I figured eventually that. These storms aren't bad, so I just set up my uh, my canopy there that I have, that tarp, and I just stay at the helm. But uh, headed back to the pin, kept sailing, hit that straight stretch, and figured it'd be a good as as good a time as any to mess with that mess with that hook and vine, and I was playing with them a bit, figured out how to 
tie a knot with it. It's fairly, uh, what's the word? I mean, bendy, I guess. It is very versatile. It, I was able to loop it, tie fairly fine knots with it without having uh, any of it break or snap. It would bend easily, uh, contort almost. I uh, was able to tie some knots with it and do some little loops, but I still haven't figured out the relationship there. Uh, no monkeys today, unfortunately, but some more of those birds, those colorful uh, those yellow ones that I saw a few days ago were around uh, mid-morning. And uh, kept sailing. Not too many storms, not too much, uh, too much bad weather. I mean, there were storms, but none of them particularly strong. And uh, mid-afternoon, I... Uh, I came across a clearing on the water, and uh, this is where the, they really accelerated, um, and the questions piled up some more. I come into this clearing, and as I'm approaching it, I can tell, you know, in that way that you can, when you're going down a trail or something, and you can tell that the path opens up before you, but it's so bright at first, from a distance, you can't tell what's on the other side, right? And so I can tell that there's something there, that it opens up. And on either side of the channel, you know, the, the trees and brush have been pretty dense. And here, that denseness took on a new, more almost ordered shape. Like there were more straight lines, or there were more almost angles, less curves, right, uh, in between the trees, and I couldn't tell what they were, but it became pretty clear right as I sort of crossed that threshold into the clearing that this, it wasn't perfectly circular, it was almost, it felt like there were sides to it, like it was a decagon or something, right? Like more than an octagon and had more sides, but had flat sides. And those sides were enforced by trees, and in between the trees were woven almost like like massive spider webs or something. Hundreds, dozens, hundreds, tens of hundreds, thousands of those vines woven Tight, almost completely tough, but from tree from trunk to trunk and wrapping around and wrapping around each other and forming these intricate weaves and creating these shapes in between tree after tree all the way around, both left and right, uh, from uh, from ground to as high as I could see before the trees before the canopy sort of took over. You know, these taut angles of like, some of them would be, there were a couple that were diagonals and cross-hatching. There were a couple that formed that all of the lines, all of the vines 
didn't cross from tree to tree. They all connected at a center circle of vine that had formed or had been placed there. The circle perfectly equidistant from either tree. And all the vines on the trees that wrapped around, connected and wrapped around that circle and went back to another point. Uh, almost looking like a like a sun with rays of sunshine. I mean, I'm inferring, of course. It, it was like I was surrounded by like like the 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 material in between the panes of stained glass and a couple of places like that one where I could see the outline but it hadn't been filled in, you know. Something like that. And there were a couple that had there was one there uh, that had uh, almost a uh, a map, not no, it wasn't a map. It was like a path, where it looked like it was tracing a path up a hill. Uh, you know, sort of diagonals, where they were parallel from the ground to one side, and then they would shift, and get a little narrower, and it like looked like it was perspective going up and back. And at the end was um was a little hut, almost, a little dome with a little roof, and a little cut-out door outlined in vines. These were not natural, they can't have been. And, as always, on either side of the uh, other end, where the channel kept going, those panels, those uh, mirrored each other, and they were similar to those, that sun one where they all connected, right? But instead of it being those solid rays with a circle in the middle, it was the sigil, it was the two concentric circles where the, the center one was solid, there were no vines crossing it. And then the outer one, the vines were all completely solid, going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth all the way around and, uh, you know, giving that impression of the sunken in outer rim and uh, the exterior outside of the sigil, instead of those sort of outlined rays, like the sun one on the left side had been, on the east side had been the vines that were supporting this sigil on both sides were they were almost somehow they, they were constantly going back instead of going out from the sigil it was like they were creating a background for it where they were almost just going in this zigzag across from tree to tree very, very um, irregularly. There were no parallel lines. There was all sorts of intersection and interweaving and uh, clusters of just chaos and big knots. And it, it was, you know, 
three-dimensional in some places where the rest of these weavings were two-dimensional. Um, some of these were had clusters of knots or tangles or shapes or maybe even things in them. I couldn't tell where. Um, but it was just this chaos and then almost um, just because of that chaos, the sigil seemed to stick out further, although as I went past it was 2D, it seemed like those sigils were on both sides just sticking out boldly in front of me, and sticking out, raised out, floating in front of the, the tangled webs behind them of vines, and well, that was quite odd, it was cloudy all day, uh, dark clouds threatening more storms, I guess, but after I passed through that clearing, no more storms for the rest of the day. Kept getting darker. I mean, as it does towards the end of the day, and uh, called in a night a few miles after that. Birds chirping, frogs singing. I heard a couple monkeys off in the distance. So, hopefully this isn't another, another doldrum. I don't think it is. I think this is, uh, I, my theory at this point, my working theory, is that someone before, not currently, but before, created these sigils, and there is some intricacy or power behind them, that causes all of this variation between them, and uh, placed them, used them, maybe some people across the channel, or at least this stretch, used them all over the place, and created all of this. I mean, this has been weeks and weeks of seeing this stuff, and I'm no closer to figuring it out than I was at the beginning. I haven't seen anyone else who knew what this stuff did, you know? That, I mean, these questions haven't been answered, so if this stuff has to be old, older than memory, or older than history at least, I don't think those are the same thing. I'm sure somebody remembers and hasn't told anyone or has told the right people to pass it down. Because there's power here. There's power in this ring, and there's power in this stone, and in this hook, and in these vines. And in everything I've passed that has been weird and unexplained for weeks now. But for now, some sort of a settlement or something because I'm out of fresh food and I don't really feel like eating canned food for another day or two in a row, but that's alright. There's bigger things at hand. This is Jack Crawford, sole crew member aboard the Terrapin, attempting to circumnavigate the Great Channel.
and uncover what might be history. It might just be memory. <laughs>